Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Will there be a further uptick in Dawson Knox's usage? He played less than half of the snaps that the Bills played on Sunday, and that is a steep drop. Steep might be a little strong, but it is it is definitely a drop over what he has played in his Bills career. He has been the starting tight end that, when he's healthy, he's just on the field. I mean, look at his snap counts earlier in this season, when you did have Dalton Kincaid on the field, when you had Dalton Kincaid available to be on the field at the very least. Knox percentage by snap, 84, 71, 60, 50, that was against Miami where he didn't play it all in the fourth quarter because they were up so much, 70, 75, 63. Then they played the Chiefs, 47. Again, the only game he had played less than 40 snaps on the year was the Miami game where they were ahead so much. And in this Chiefs game, Knox played 36. Last year, I mean, look at 48, 48, 64, 51, 63, 60, 60, 62, 65, 48, 47, 75. In fact, let me double check this. In games that were not blowouts, I think it's the fewest snaps Knox has ever played. I think that might be right. I'm looking right now. Um, You might have to go back to his rookie year for this. No, even his rookie year. No, his rookie year, he had one where he was the same against the Giants and another one a little bit below. But yeah, really for Knox, it's the it's the least he's played in a game that was close right to the very end since pretty much his rookie year. So it is a steep drop, but it's also an increase in 12 personnel over what they had been doing. Because while Knox isn't playing as much as he was, still playing about half the snaps, just below it. And Khalil Shakir who has really been productive since Knox went out, Shakir went down. He had been getting 70 to 80% of the snaps. He was down to 60. So really all that happened was you lowered Shakir and you increased Knox. And you know what? Knox did fine, right? He made a couple of catches in big spots. He ended up being their second leading receiver on the day. I, the thing that that worries me a little bit right now about the Bills and there isn't much. Like everything seems to be going pretty well. Pretty well. Brady looks like a an upgrade over Ken Dorsey. Like that looks real after three games. And the defense 
got through their big injuries in the middle of the year or their volume of injuries, held it together. They got a little healthier. No, still no Milano or Jones, but you know what? They have a pretty healthy secondary right now. I guess they just lost Micah Hyde, so they had had a pretty um, healthy secondary, and they've been playing pretty well. 17 against the Chiefs, 24 against the Bengals. Like they, They've gotten through these games. They still haven't allowed 30 points on the year. So the defense has been good, good enough. But the thing that is not working right now is pretty much just the wide receiver position. And the Bills' ability to score big points usually will come down to that. And I don't know, Shakir has had some big games, and like, why do they put up big numbers against the Jets? Well, I mean, Khalil Shakir had 115 yards and a touchdown. 81 of that was on, a tu- was on the touchdown. But Shakir had a monster game with one monster play, but he did. And Davis has been kind of in and out, but Diggs too, like... The inconsistency of Diggs has is maybe my biggest concern with this team right now. And it's not really a concern that I want to be that worried about. It's still more curious to me than like a fatal flaw. But that doesn't have to remain the, the same. Like no one would argue this, right? To to make the playoffs here and to win the division especially, they're going to need more production from Stefan Diggs. Diggs has fewer than 35 receiving yards in three of his last four games. He's not had more than 100 yards since week five. Like, it's, it's not really looking that great right now. And why is that? Is that all he's played some really good corners? He plays Ladarius Sneed on Sunday, four for 24 and 11 targets. Well, okay, that's, that's why. He played a great corner. Uh, the Jets, Sauce Gardner, 4 for 27. All right, it's understandable. Pat Sertan, 3 for 34. Okay, it's understandable. But is it understandable that you didn't even have one great game against a great corner? Because, yeah, like you might not expect every time, oh, he's going to be great no matter who's covering him. But 0 for 3 against top, top corners? That's a little strange, isn't it? That's not Diggs-like. Diggs is someone that is supposed to strike fear into a defense even when they have a guy like a Sauce Gardner. So, what's going on there? Is he playing injured a little bit? He hasn't popped up in any injury reports. I don't know if I want to believe that. He is 30 years old. So, at the receiver position, you know, you start to wonder about guys slowing down. I don't know about that for Diggs either. Again, just kind of a little weird. I might predict, though, that it's going to come back. So... Among concerns right now that, like, what would stop them from getting in? There's not much. That's why it feels so good right now, especially after Miami losing. It feels like they're going to do it. They're 45%, 46%, whatever they are, right now to make the playoffs, and I bet most Bills fans feel like that number is, like, in the 70s, based on vibes. They just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. You know, they should have beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. They smoked the Jets. Like, they're on a little bit of a run here. They really should have won three in a row, and then nobody would be not putting them fourth in an NFL power ranking. So, it feels like they're back. Miami looks vulnerable now after losing that game last night. Like, all right, here we go. 
Standings look better. Math looks better. Division looks better. The team looks better. Everything looks better than where we were a month ago. But they still, they got, they probably, here's the thing. They got to win one of their two remaining tough games. Dallas and Miami. And how confident is everybody that they can do that while also not losing a game that they have no business losing? That part of it is not in my equation. I know they've lost to Denver, who's actually more than a pushover at this point. I know they've lost to New England. I know they lost to Zach Wilson in week one. But I'm still not believing that they're going to lose to New England. Or the Chargers. And I don't think Justin Herbert's playing that football game. It doesn't make any sense for him to. They're out of it. He's got a broken finger. They just paid him. What's the point of risking further injury? So I bet you Easton Stick is going to be the quarterback that plays that football game. And man, did you watch him on Sunday at all? You probably didn't because the Denver game uh, was happening at the same time. The Charger-Denver game was happening at the same time as Bill's Chiefs. But I watched a little bit of that game after the fact, and they didn't do anything. They could not do anything. In fact, they weren't really doing anything when Herbert was in there. So with Stick in there, it was even worse. He had a, he had a fumble six on like his first drive. Just, oh, it looked horrible. So that team is not beating the Bills. And the Patriots are not beating the Bills. Like I feel perfectly comfortable putting in Sharpie that the Bills are going to win two more games. And then... Now, again, as I mentioned, it's down to those other two games. Dallas and Miami. Can you win one? If they win one, they're in. And I think I would, you know, you would take that right now. Sure, a home game would be nice. The division would be nice. And that's another path for them to get in if the wild card starts to look a little harder. But I'm still thinking they just got to get in. And that's pretty much it. And around them in the wild card chase right now, Everybody is 7-6. and six. Cincy, Denver, Houston, Indy. Did I say Indy twice? No, I said Cincy and then Indy. And then Pittsburgh. Jake Browning, Russell Wilson, maybe Davis Mills, C.J. Stroud coming off a concussion, Gardner Minshew, and Mitch Trubisky. I mean, come on. They gotta get in. They're gonna get in. Feeling very confident about that. I don't know if they're going to be Dallas, but between those two games, Dallas and Miami, I'm confident they can win one of them. That they will win one of them. And that will be all it takes to get in. 803-0550 is the phone number. Is that how you're feeling too? Are you feeling this morning like, no, they're going to get in? Or are you in the camp that still thinks they're going to find a way to screw it up? Because, hey, you could, you could. They almost found a way to screw it up against the Chiefs. Remember, you know, our past conversations over the year where the Bills just invent ways to lose. I've said that, and it's true. They invent ways to lose. The dumbest ways to lose possible. A Hail Mary, a fumbled snap into your own end zone against Minnesota. You lost because the opposing team threw three passes and 50-mile-per-hour wins. And... The 12 men on the field, like it's always the dumbest loss. And they almost found another way to lose. And even though it was more about Kelsey, man, imagine if we were sitting here this morning after the Chiefs won that way. 
and the Bills sit at six and seven, and it feels like it's over. And the math would tell you that it would have been over. It would have been like eight percent. Imagine if that had happened. And we were a foot away from having that conversation. And the coach would have been getting blamed for it. Brady would have been getting blamed for it, maybe just as much, if not more. But both coaches would have. Brady for, you know, how did you let three incomplete passes be your play at the on their final offensive drive? How did you give Mahomes that much time? And vice versa, McDermott would be getting blamed because of the aggressive play call that would have resulted in the Chiefs scoring a touchdown. Both guys kind of got, you know, they should be sending thank you cards to Kadarius Tony's, you know, mailbox. Because for all the conversations and calls we've had over the year of mistakes made end of game, you know, this was not a, not a perfect game by any means on that front. It almost went against them. Their defense almost let up another drive late in the game, and their offense almost had another game where they just left the, the worst amount of time possible left on the clock. By the way, on that, I have heard way too much this, this week since that game about how the Bills should have been going for seven on that final drive, which to me is ludicrous. And I know McDermott said that, right? So, like, I get it that they were going for seven, and like that's what the team was wanting to do, so you might feel like it's easy to defend that. To me, I can't believe I'm not hearing more of just get the first and then go down, and the game is over. That's it. You know, I don't have, is there a place where you could find like win probability based on what you do? I know that's you have that for field goals, and you have that for um, punts, and like whether to go for it, but I don't know if you have that based on whether you get a first down or a touchdown. There's nowhere that I've seen that, that that's in existence. So the Bills have first and 10 with 2.12 to go on the Kansas City 22. So a first down would get them to the 12-yard line. They basically they have two 10-yard zones, right? And really, one of the zones is 12 yards, the other is 10. They have the 10-yard end zone, and they have the, I'll, I'll call it the wind zone. They have the 12-yard win zone from the from the goal line to the 12. And if the Bills, this is where running the ball would have come into play, and I, I, I don't want to blast them for not going for this because I do wonder if their plan all along, first and 10 against the Chiefs with 2-12 to go, what Joe Brady's plan was, McDermott's plan was, We're going to throw this bubble screen, a very high percentage throw to be completed to Stephon Diggs on the edge, and he's going to get four or five yards. And then I'm going to get to second and five, and I'm going to run the ball, and I'm going to get to third and one. And now what has happened is the Chiefs have spent one timeout. I'm at the two-minute warning. So I am on I am inside I may probably at the 2 minute warning about to run my third and one play. And they have one timeout left. If you get the first down, the game is over. 
you wind, you kneel the ball three times, you wind the clock down to two seconds, and you kick a field goal, and Patrick Mahomes never touches the football. Versus, if your plan on first and ten at the 22 is to score a touchdown, you are giving away an obscene amount of win probability. You know, we argue about field goal decisions and punt decisions on fourth down where it's like 1, 2, 3%, where like 6% is seen as like a grave error. By going for a touchdown there on first and 10 or second down and third, if things had gone their way, you would be giving away what, 30%, 35%? Because you're at like 99% if you just get the first down. The game is over. So, again, kind of a little thing here that didn't end up mattering. And honestly, again, I don't even want to criticize the Bills for not going for that because I want to give Joe Brady and Sean McDermott enough credit to know that that's what they were trying to do. They might say they were going for seven. There's no, I'm giving them more credit than that. No way they thought that. They had to know that just getting a first down after three plays and the game is over. Over. You could even pass it if you want. You don't have to go pass, run, run. But just get the first game over. 8030550 is the phone number. Time out here. We'll take some of your phone call, phone calls on the other side. Tuesday tiers coming up at 11. Jody Biasi, Extra Point Show. This is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.